In this week's episode, <laughs> Dr. Kalen interrogates me, puts oh me through the ringer, oh my makes me talk about oh my, my emotions. Baby, you're yelling. I'm excited. Jesus, criminy. So you might have, that was great. <laughs> so you might have read, so we were really thinking, how do we want to title and frame this episode so we can get it to the people that need it most? Yes. So I sat with my eyes closed and imagined myself Googling what I might be asking. And what I would probably be asking is, how do I maintain an emotional connection with my partner? Because it's so important to me. And we gender this episode, but we have to because that's the whole fucking point of it. Um, It makes sense when we do it. And so that's why I've entitled it with my husband or boyfriend because it's a way to lure you into this conversation where an act like fact. In actuality, fuck. Pulled a sneaky on you. (laughs) I'm going to interview Mike. Now, we recorded this episode. Last month. Yeah, quite a while ago, but we just assumed that there was no way we were going to air it. We thought, oh, no, we were just off the cuff. Who knows what the fuck we said? We probably can't tell anybody these things. And then we just re-listened to it, or I did, and I was like, this episode's amazing. Mm. And so we're not here to censor ourselves. We're here to share it. We're going to explore the emotional capacity of men from one lens for a short, what, 40-some minutes? Something like that. Yeah, from Mike's perspective. And then I ask some interesting questions to keep the conversation going. Mm -hmm. And then I lend other perspectives because I work with people, you know. So you can hear me weaving that in from time to time. Yeah, but what about this and what about that? And, of course, we're not here to blame or shame anybody. That's never it. It's just to open up these conversations and let you hear them in new ways and also to hear what I think is a – I'm not going to use the word novel, but like less articulated male perspective about the men, like a man's experience with their emotions, particularly coming from somebody, which is you, who's emotionally intelligent and emotionally regulated and has strong opinions. I do. And I am. Yeah. Anything else, baby? Me chugga wugga. Wow. No, stop. Stop where you're at. (laughs) No more. I almost. (laughs) (laughs) I'm choking on Cheetos. Uh, no, this was a great episode. Why are you we, I'm so excited. <laughs> You're so into it. I love it. Let's not have you down regular. Like, let's not have you get quiet because we okay. want you to express your feelings. Okay, so I was excited about this episode when we recorded it. And I think I was in that same boat. I'm like, hey, I probably said way too much or whatever. Yeah, yeah you were like, there's no way I'm going to fucking. And then that. we listened to it again recently. And we're like, this is. Yeah. Actually, really good. And we, good. and I didn't, like, say anything to get me canceled. And if we did, we don't give a fuck. Because what are they canceling us from? Nobody cares. Yeah. Just like we felt about our hater. Yeah. We don't care. Yeah. Well, we'll get to but that. But we might then. call it out. Yeah, it's we'll get fun. to that one soon. So. So anyway, this, I think, like, all ridiculousness aside, if you've never heard us before and you made it through these first three minutes and you're like, I'm ready to click off, that's okay. Understandable. Because you're like, this isn't a normal podcast. <laughs> <laughs> in this but, week's episode but this is so raw and i think the energetic transfer that we give because mm-hmm. we're just bantering back and forth we have a great rapport. what chemistry great rapport yeah we have good rapport as good rapport. as partners um and it's not the types of conversations you ever fucking hear because we're not here like just to say shit so people like what we're saying and no this is us actually like just having a straight fucking conversation this is this is the true reason why we started doing episodes, a yeah. podcast, because we're like, hey, we should actually just record our conversations. Yep. And this is literally what this turned out to be. 
Cool. There you go. Thank you so much for being here. We love you. You want to say anything else? Like, share, comment, subscribe, all yeah. that other stuff. You know, have fun. Leave hate or not. Don't leave be, good things don't or be, not. Don't be a Jenny. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is that our tagline? Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> so we don't have Karens. We have Jennies. <gasps> we're going to piss off so many Jennifers out there. No, we love all the Jennies out there. Even the one that hates us. Like, oh, yeah. only love to you. But we will. We might say, don't. Oh, God. We're, that's we're, really we're, mean. We've made her infamous. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Um, do they know what we're talking about? Did we send that episode out yet? I don't think we did. You don't know what we're talking about, but we have an episode coming out next. We've got a hater. Yeah, we had a little one. That's it. Love you. Bye. You're listening to the Diving Deep AF Podcast. I'm being mocked by the enigmatic and slightly cute and annoying Dr. Kalen. That was good. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, no, I thought I did a good job. I'm her fiance. You're welcome. I'm her fiance. You are my fiance, baby. Look at my pretty ring. It's cute. It's fucking awesome. I did a good job. I picked it out. You did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> I did a good job paying for it. You did a um, good job, it, like helping me decide. Yes. By the way, my name is Mike. Oh, and I'm Dr. Kalen. Oh, we already did that. I already did you. You did. Oh, Ooh, we did. Oh, okay. Oh, hey. All right. Forty seconds in. Rewind. That's back up. That's what I meant. Okay. I was backing up. Okay. Too bad we don't have a video because that You should was... back that thing up. Oh my gosh. You use, use a fine mamma jamma. Wow. You better back that thing up. So on today's episode, we're going to have a completely unfiltered and organic conversation around something about emotional connection and relationships, how that can be difficult and like such a common thing for people to lose yeah. and then to stick around for far too long because it's never really coming back. And then we can also talk about the excuse or what do we call it an excuse or do we call it a, I call it an excuse. Yeah. So like an excuse, if somebody is saying that they're logically minded or not going there to support you in your emotions, because whatever invalidating thing you want, it's because are you going to say something? Maybe? No, go. I was I was going to complete your sentence, but yeah, please, I'm sorry complete to interrupt you. But I was like, they go, they say, oh, I'm logical, oh, I'm a stoic, and they're just not. They're just incapable of actually going there with you. Right. So that's that's it. That's it. Yeah. Episode's over. Peace out. Bye. We'll see you later. <laughs> if somebody's using that, it's an excuse because they don't have the capacity to, to process emotionally. And one of the things that we talked about, which here's my Kurt Cousins football card is that what it's called yes Mike got it for me and I decided to play with it anyway what we one of the things that we actually we could use this to talk about is if we really gender the shit out of this which maybe people we're won't probably, appreciate yeah we're probably but, gonna have to gender the shit but out I think we bit. can with this because it at least mirrors something that you know and you can own it because it is your gender mm-hmm. um and it's something that you help people around which is I think this is a good place to go then. Like the shutting down of emotions, particularly of like men from a young age, because we were talking about that, right? And we were talking about that. We were talking about in the sense of like, it's a a very cultural thing. Mm -hmm. It's a very, it's programming. It's taught to men to not show emotion because Mm -hmm. if you show emotion, that's seen as feminine, which is seen as weak. Mm -hmm. So, which is so... (laughs) which <laughs> is so actually so wrong because what we were talking about is like women can balance work and career and parenting mm-hmm. and relationship and their their marriage or whatever else that's very heteronormative but we'll just stick we'll with just, that yeah this is going to be um, a slightly you know but they can balance all these things and still have complex friendships and complex relationships 
But as soon as a man gets involved and she's like, hey, I want to talk about something that's not even remotely deep, but here's something emotional. A man's like, well, I'm very logical and I, I'm How stoic. How would you like me to support you around this? Yeah, would you which, like which, advice? Which, by the way, is a great question. It is if you mean it. Yes. And you can go there. But men are like, oh, hey, well, women are the, the fair sex, the weaker sex because they're emotionally unstable, mm-hmm. which is the exact opposite of what women really are. They are, they are very emotionally stable. They are actually very emotionally well-regulated. They can express themselves. Like, instead of just saying, hey, I'm a man, I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm going to punch a hole in the wall or punch my TV because my football team lost, women can actually say, I'm full of rage. I'm pissed off. Mm-hmm. I'm angry. They can actually go into like that. The nuance they can actually, it? yeah, and they can actually like work within that. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing, though, too. Like, like again, like let's just bash men for a second. Okay, so like, it's gonna be a controversial episode. It's awesome. Mike bashes men. Mike calls bullshit on men. So, I, but I, with the gendering thing, we're just doing it because we have to in this. But you, yes, you know this how is I feel very. This is very general. This is very general. We understand that. I'll be the first person to go against the gender thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think in this, it really applies, and um, we have to talk about it in that way. So yeah, men. So let's circle back. Men get told you can't show your emotions. Women are weak. Feminine, you know, being, you know, like showing emotions is is feminine. Yeah. And therefore, it's weak. Yeah. And De- definitely not a strength. So you get a man up. Real men don't cry. All this other bullshit that goes around in there. And then men wonder why they have anger issues. Men wonder why. Actually, men don't wonder why any of that. Like, those type of men just know they're angry. Mm-hmm. And they punch holes. And don't even maybe take responsibility Correct. For there's road rage. There's violence. There's crime statistics. All these things prove, yeah. statistically, that men are incapable of handling the basic emotions because of conditioning. Because of conditioning. Yeah. Everything comes out as anger. Mm-hmm. So anger is the secondary emotion for many people, but specifically men a lot. Mm-hmm. Where men can be, they can feel ashamed or guilty or fearful. Or when we're told, oh, it's a boy. He pulled your hair. That means he likes you. Mm. Get the fuck out aggression. of here. Aggression. Yeah. Everything gets shown as anger and aggression. Because we buy it. Dear Lord, we cannot let our boys say that they're afraid or they're mm. anxious mm. or they're depressed or they're sad or Gosh, anything yeah. else. You realize, like, you it's just programming. So, like, but as, like, in a masculine paradigm, you must feel so fucking weak and ashamed if you do feel those ways then, I would assume. I mean, it, like, when if you're, you're like, oh, I'm like, I'm like the anxious male or whatever i'm sure that well here's something that's going to be that's going to get somebody censored this is when like again we grew up in the 90s yeah so oh dude man you dude you're crying over your girlfriend man you're so gay oh yeah right yeah. so then it gets actually it, it, then not only does it get gendered uh-huh. now it's like oh your orientation now it goes into your orientation yeah. you're not even hey dude you're yeah you're you're not even a guy you're not even a straight guy you're a gay guy the 90s, man. And so much Yeah, shit. there's so much crazy oh stuff in there. God. But but then you started having this change, I would say, within the last two two decades. Mm-hmm. Probably since just 2000, I would just say. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it started in the 90s. Hey, we want a sensitive man. We want a man that's in touch with his emotions. And that was really kind of how it started. And it blossomed into the last two decades of men actually, like, really going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Men... 
learning that it's okay to express themselves mm-hmm. men's groups mm-hmm. and men like I do men's life I do men's life coaching a part of my coaching thing mm-hmm. and so some of these men just talk about like I just need somebody to talk to mm-hmm. and that's like such a basic human need correct but they don't even know how to talk to another guy mm-hmm. let alone again in the heteronormative situation we're talking about they can't even go to their spouse or their partner or their wife or their girlfriend Mm -hmm. or even their mother Mm -hmm. or a sister and say i feel like blank Mm -hmm. and i really need to talk yeah okay and and that's men have all these heart attacks they have midlife crises they Mm -hmm. again there's physical abuse there's mental abuse they cheat they do all this other stuff they drink, mm-hmm. they smoke, they go to the golf course, they play, there's 40-year-olds playing video games mm-hmm. as a way to unwind. Yeah. Or, oh, I'm going to have 20 cigars, or I'm going to smoke weed, or I'm going to drink. I'm going to, like... What's well, all do, these ways to, like, well, what do you What do you think... These are all these ways for like them... numbing? But they're also, like, getting well, it's, emotional... It's numbing, it's a disassociation, but it's almost like a physical release of the emotions. Mm, yeah. But at the same time, some of these things that they're doing aren't healthy or legal at the same time whereas i can like i know i can go to my guy friends and say this is what i'm thinking this is what i'm feeling i don't feel good i need to talk Mm -hmm. they can do the same thing with me Mm -hmm. that doesn't make us any less manly masculine doesn't make us any less men yeah it doesn't make us gay or feminine right. it doesn't make us or weak anything yeah it doesn't make us weak it make i feel it makes us stronger because the bonds we create because of that mm-hmm. is like we can like there's more courage in facing your fear and talking about your fear than holding it in and then having it come out because the more you hold your shadow in the more it comes out did you feel like you had to do all that do you relate to this paradigm or were you always more like, I was always way more open. Like, yeah. I'm just like, here's... Like, everybody's... Oh, he wears... Like, here's the thing. He's a sensitive soul. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Was this what was you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? And then there's the other... You know, then there's other guys like... Dude, you're so gay. You're, you know, you're yeah. talking about your feelings. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going... What? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Do you think if you had grown up in an environment where you were shamed for it, you would have... Oh, I'm sure it would be completely... De- I mean, look at... Like, other- what, what do you, I mean, it probably would have really fucked up your head. Yeah, I mean, luckily my grandfather was very Well, you come from a line My dad life. is super, like... Now, my dad is actually what I would call a stoic. Mm. Oh, yeah. He gets angry. Yeah. He gets annoyed. But it doesn't come out. Like, he's very... Like, he can he's feel... He's safe and peaceful, he though. Feel these, he can feel all of these things... And it comes out in a very safe, healthy, non-physically violent way. Oh, yeah. I mean, your dad is, like, safe to be around. Yeah, my dad's amazing. Uh, my parents are amazing. My grandparents are amazing. Um, so, like, so when men are going to say, well, hey, well, I'm logical. I'm stoic. And this is, it took us 10 minutes to get to this. I'm sorry. Like, no, I'm, I think I'm, we're good. I'm saying I'm literally talking the entire time. Um, That's what it's turning into. Right? It's good, though. It's a man thing right now. It's a man thing, babe. You wouldn't get it. Ugh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> get, out, get out of here. Um, I think that men that don't know how to regulate their emotions or express themselves in healthy ways. Or even ways. identify them? Yeah. All of, those par- all of those things, all those paradigms, all that projection and shaming and being taught that 
emotion is weak. Um, they're the ones that say, oh, oh, I'm just being logical. I'm being stoic. And they're using that as a crutch, as an excuse to not feel anything. To right. not show anything, not feel anything. And because they don't know how to. And they're like, oh, hey, my excuse is I'm a stoic. Mm-hmm. Again, stoics feel all their emotions. They don't let those emotions control their Well, I've also never heard somebody define themselves as stoic, but that's fine. I know that there's like this thing that you're seen on the interwebs. It's just dude. It, it's... it's Alpha dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, I don't know anything about it because that's not my reality. So if you're if you're in a relationship, this is making me think, like if you're in a relationship with somebody, we're going to make it a romantic relationship, but it's really anything. And, and you go to communicate with them and the conversation's not really going anywhere. And, you know, you are in tune with your emotions. You are a feeling person. You probably, you know, really mm-hmm. relatively tapped in, but it's not going anywhere or it's being deflected or they're not taking responsibility or you leave more confused than you were when you started. Yeah. And it's kind of like head-fucking you, but they're dominating with a sense of logic or emotional, slight emotional validation. Hey, you feel this way. I feel this way. Mm. And I'm going to dominate that emotional situation. Yeah, or they'll like put you down. Yeah. You know, like I've had that experience. That's also making me think about something that we were talking about earlier. What did you just say? You, um... You're feeling one thing. I'm feeling something because you're feeling something. Oh, the the thing, um, the thing about how we talked about um, how we were saying like how sometimes one person can can come to you and say like I'm trying to share my feelings with you, mm-hmm. but when I this is a, this is actually a big thing. Like when you go to your person and you want to share your feelings with them. But then, which I've had this happen with numerous people, then they tell me, well, like, I did, but it wasn't safe to. Which is interesting, because, like, my entire life is built on creating safe So, space. first of all, I think, A, they're lying. Because you've been with Complete me for quite bullshit. some time. It's pretty safe to come. Um, the shit I have said to you <laughs> would make most would make most people, like, go ghostly pale. No way. But I create safe space. It's what I do, right? But if you... If somebody, if your person comes to you and they're like, oh, I'm trying to share my feelings with you, but, um, you know, you don't make me feel good about it or it doesn't feel safe. Um, that's part of this too, Mm -hmm. because it tends to come, it's not always like you and I have also had partners where it was totally not safe to share our feelings, but sometimes that's coming from this overly logical. I think there's, I think they're saying that because yeah, if it's coming from this logical stoke type of quote unquote, this, this person, yeah. They're saying that as an excuse not to share because they don't know or don't have the capabilities yeah. of actually explaining how they feel. This is about and emotional the, intelligence. And that's the other thing, too. It's like all these men, quote unquote, like all these people mm-hmm. feel all of these things. Yeah. It's just the fact is that... Everything is about emotion. These feelings, these emotions have never been safely explained or received so they don't have the skill set to a, even like explain them or even they're not feel familiar them. with them. Yeah, like they again, literally just don't have experience with them either mm-hmm. because their their parents or whoever they grew up with or their friends or whatever didn't really teach them how to do that. This is why you have like <laughs> like you like if you come from a very ethnic family, Italians, Spain, France, like Western European families. Mm-hmm. Not English, but I'm talking like Latin type of, uh, the former Roman, a- a.k.a. Latin type of thing. 
Um, that's why you have all these men, truly, mm-hmm. that are 40 and 50 years old and they don't know how to cook dinner and they don't know how to, like, they don't mm-hmm. change diapers and they go talk to their, they go like whine and complain to their mom still about shit. Yeah. And they're like literally like 50 year old teenagers because mm-hmm. they haven't developed the actual frontal cortex capabilities to control something that's been on full blast, their amygdala and their emotional self mm-hmm. since they were 12 and 13. Like they've literally stopped developing developing at so, 13 years old. So then when we think about that in terms of a relationship, like you're entering into it thinking like you're referencing yourself, how you think, how you feel, your mm-hmm. emotional touch, whatever. You can't imagine that somebody could be coming from a 12 to 15 year old emotional mentality like as it just doesn't register because mm-hmm. they're a 40 year old person but once you see it and you recognize you're like but a oh lot my of God, times people don't see it or so recognize much... it they don't they they they, they actually will like personalize it mm-hmm. or like you know you're like oh i gotta keep working on this because i'm not oh it's very, yeah and i think some of those dynamics will be in that relationship yeah of like so i like those posts on social media like oh i'm a mother of two kids but if you count my husband it's a third oh my gosh why would you why would that? you marry that okay right. a thanks for the backhanded compliment right. why would you marry so somebody up. if you think they're a fucking child if you have to constantly clean up if like if you wanted again like these these this type of person almost wants like wants their partner to be like a fucking mother I don't want to, like, that's a whole other deep oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hole course. to go down. Yeah. But in the sense of, like, oh, my God, I have, I've given birth. We have two kids, but he's totally a third. Oh, my God. Why? Why? Right. Why? Why would you marry that? Right. If you knew, so, A, you settled, mm-hmm. first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's not go down that path. But, B, why would you still be with somebody if you literally have to parent a fucking adult? Well, I can't leave him with the kids because he doesn't know how to cook. Mm-hmm. Or if I get home from yoga class and it's 8 o'clock and none of the kids are bathed, they're not ready for this, they're not ready for, you know, they haven't done their homework, they're not in the PJs, they haven't eaten dinner, mm-hmm. and you're gone for an hour and you've got six hours left, you have to like literally like, you can't go do something. Mm-hmm. You literally truly married and settled and married a child. Mm-hmm. Knowing it, and you knew exactly what you had before you got into it. Mm-hmm. Because well, we, I don't want to shame the people that did that though. Okay, so... Because I know plenty of people in that position, but they're amazing, usually women. Yeah. Um, and they, they are stuck and they are trapped, but they're in so deep and they, they didn't really know it entirely. Like, And those things could have been hidden very well by these men. Or, or even they if they like slightly acknowledged it, they were coming from a mentality of long ago. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's the thing. People grow... Like, you can grow into that when you realize, like... And I, yeah, I was probably shaming some people. Well, like, but if I got married when I was in my 20s or something, Hot Mess Express, that would have been so bad. Hey, guess what? Can, I, did, I did. I know. Not a lot of these people did. You know, when you're our age, you, you're not you, going to marry somebody you're typically. Not gonna, you're not going to marry the same person you married 15 years no, ago. No. But so, I mean, I, I would have, would like, as my 39-year-old self could look back on my early 20-something self, if I would have, like, <laughs> married into those things, of course not. I'd be like, oh, my God, I get it. I see it. Whatever. And now I'm stuck in this bullshit. Yeah. Like, that would have been a fucking nightmare. But... So, like, for these people to be in this position, you know, they probably entered into it younger, or maybe it was, like, the only option, or, you know, they have their own shit, or they grew up with that. And That's so, the other thing, too. That's part of, like, some some cultures. Like, you just get married young, mm-hmm. and you stay together, mm-hmm. and you don't get divorced, for better or for worse, because that's what we do. You get married, and you work it out. 
And I'm not, it's not even an arranged marriage thing. It's just like... You just have to deal. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, you wind up, at least for me, anytime I was with somebody who was doing some wackadoo-ass shit, I always tried to make sense of it so I could... Because this is me. So I can validate their experience. So I can help them with it, right? So, like, you know, when people are under-functioning or not doing things that they probably should have been doing as a grown-ass person mm-hmm. or, you know, like, hygiene or anything, you know, like logically be like what the actual fuck is going on but to actually be like this is a hot mess i'm out was tricky for me because i went like oh i'm compassionate but i want to be understanding tricky for everybody they might be right. like you said they might be too in deep so far they might have hey we've been married for 15 years we have two wonderful kids yep you know hey he's a, he's a great provider he brings money in the house or he doesn't but i just don't want to um, like I don't have my over. kid grow up without their dad yeah. or they have all these reasons. Like I was talking to a client today and I was, I mean, this person agreed as well. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was just basically as confirming this truth that you as your happiest and following what is right and good and true for you mm-hmm. is what is going to be best for your kids. Correct. So you being in an unhappy environment, a bad relationship, none of that is good for your children because they'll feel it. They'll pick up on it. They'll absorb it. Mm-hmm. So it just, because sometimes that's the reason. Like, oh, I don't want to leave or I'm going to keep putting up with this because, like, what will I do? What will I do? And I won't have help. And, you know, my my kids are going to have their own home. We've talked about I mean, this. be separate homes. With my kids. Yeah. My kids are so much better off mm-hmm. because me and my ex got divorced. Well, and they're very emotionally regulated because well, you raised them. Correct. Yeah. But... On top, or in addition, excuse me, not but, but also, like, they deserve to see their mother happier and healthier with the partner that she's with. Mm-hmm. They deserve to see me happier and healthier with you. Mm-hmm. Because, and, they can, and they also deserve to see that it's okay to walk away from something if it doesn't work. Yep. Because I'll tell you right now, and my ex would agree, that she's a better mom not only because of the divorce, mm-hmm. but because of the partner that she's with. Mm-hmm. She's been for because of the divorce. She was forced to step up and take on an equal parenting role. Mm-hmm. I was forced to, in theory, take a step back mm-hmm. and take care of myself, mm-hmm. so I could be a better dad by again working out, eating better, going to not you know, taking care of everybody, not taking care of everybody else, ignoring my own needs. Right. So. I think in cases like that, I think there are plenty of people out there like, I'm stuck. Mike, it's, I'll tell you right now, there's no such, the broken family is the one that stays together because they stay because they, they what is it? They think it's actually better to stay than not get divorced. Yep. So they stay with intoxicity, they stay with disconnection, incompatibility. Mm-hmm. Their parents are on edge. Mom's crying all the Why do mom and dad argue all the time? That's a broken family. Mm-hmm. Like, if my kids have me and we're getting married but they see me with my wife my wife and they see their mom with her boyfriend or partner or husband if they ever get married and everybody's happy Mm -hmm. and we can co-parent reasonably well Mm -hmm. and they get to see both of these both of their parents in healthier dynamics 
Win-win. There's nothing broken about that. Well, and you're also normalizing life, which mm-hmm. is that there is no fantasy and fairy tale here on Earth. This, like, is, this is real fucking this life. This is real. And you get one of these things. Right. So you could be stuck with somebody that is an emotional train wreck, um, doesn't have emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. is always angry, mm-hmm. um, you know, like makes you feel alone, mm-hmm. makes you raise the kids by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um Feels like they're doesn't own, grow with doesn't you. Doesn't want like, it. Doesn't that's part of yeah. The doesn't grow in the first place. So you're you're still married to the same person that they were 15 years ago. But right. here you are doing everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't grow with you. They don't want to grow. They choose. Fuck. They choose escapism into golf, garages, weed, video games, alcohol, everything else. They'd rather do anything else than be than actually be like present be and present. Like and show and, up. and inversely, they'd rather go to yoga class or spin class or uh, happy hour with the girls or brunch or whatever the fucking things that women do. I don't really know because mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But like your partner's always doing that stuff instead of being at home. Oh, hey, I'm going out for the weekend. See you later. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll see you Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Fucking go. You got one life. I could be happier, people could be happier with themselves, mm-hmm. raising kids part-time, being happier, being healthier, doing what they want, being with somebody, including themselves, mm-hmm. that makes them happy, that loves them for who they are, and doesn't take advantage of the fact that this person is a nice, caring, compassionate person, that has these emotional traits, that has emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like again, I like I will repeat this until the day I die. The best thing that's ever happened to my kids and happened to me is me getting a divorce. That's the best thing that I ever mean, happened to you, Mike. Well, <laughs> you, I think you know what I mean. But like, in, like in in relationship dynamics, because it, it, that was the the moment that I finally stood up for myself. Yeah. And for my kids. Yeah. And said, we all deserve better. So mm-hmm. does my ex. Mm-hmm. And if we can go find better and be better. We should go. Let's go. Go. There's no, like, why would we stay? Mm-hmm. You know? If we're not compatible, if there's emotional disconnect and everything else. Well, this is making me think, too, about when... Um, and by I, the way, you, you you are pretty awesome. Just, oh, thanks. Just, just letting you know. Thanks. And cool. I love you. Cool, thanks. And I'm glad we're... Okay, Cool. Cool. Hashtag happily happily engaged. Hashtag. Um, But I was thinking about how I'm like feeling into how people might be hearing this. And like if you're already in one of these dynamics, I just, I personally just want to emphasize like among all the other voices that may tell you the same thing is that people don't really change in the way that you want them to change. And so. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And so if they're not presenting with the emotional intelligence and the depth and the connection and the love that you want on a consistent ongoing basis, if that's not your norm, that's not it. Like if is it sometimes, but it's not it, that's not it. Like I posted something on Instagram recently about you and I, well, I started off with you and I and I just went deep into it. Mm-hmm. I said something like my relationship with Mike does not hurt, you know? Yes. That was, yeah. I was, I was looking for the word. And I'm like, yeah, that was it. Yeah. And so I just like dove into like, how did I explain it? You want me to pull it up and read it to you? Maybe. Okay. Hold on. Let me go find it. You can talk. While I but I basically it. just was diving into the fact that like I, what I was, what I was emphasizing about you and I is that none of that ever happens. If you and I have a disconnect or something, it's microscopic 
or it's something that we've we observe and then we come back to and it's our priority to work on it Mm -hmm. it's not something go ahead we're always coming we're always talking to each other if we are disconnected or there's a misunderstanding or whatever Mm -hmm. we always are trying for to re to reconnect both of us take equal responsibility in that so here's what you wrote you don't have to read the whole thing but no there's a lot here this is really nice okay um, my relationship with Mike doesn't hurt. <laughs> oh, you're, you're so fucking sweet. Um, this is what I want to share about today, as I just heard this in my mind and inspired me. And then you say, the relationship that hurts. Mm-hmm. Where hope keeps you going, but change never really happens. Oh, see, that's why I thought Ugh. of it. Right? Yeah. Where you sacrifice so much and don't even realize it until you can't think your way through a decision or out of the anxiety anymore. Jeez. Oh, there's, baby, there's so much more here. This was so fucking good. This was fire. I have worked with so, so many clients and relationships that hurt them. And then you're screaming this is in all caps. Relationships shouldn't hurt. At least not the ones you keep. Not Mm. the ones you give your heart to. And certainly not with that one partner by your side. When you put in a monogamous dynamic. Very sensitive to things. <laughs> Again, we need to make sure we're covering all of our bases. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't really have, if they don't really have their shit together, which I'll explain next time. Which I thought would be a good podcast. It's a great podcast. I'm kind of talking about that a little know, bit right now. I know, it's true. If you aren't growing into your best, most confident, most nurtured you because of their love, if you don't feel like you can be yourself, if your words are often confused or unheard by them, if it's not the light. Yeah. If it's not really working, then it's probably hurting. Jeez. Yeah. Someone may need to hear this today, so hi. <laughs> Share, absorb, consider, heart emoji. And then we talk about, and then my love to you today, as always. Yeah. That's what I was working on that one day. I was like, oh, hold on, Mike. I'm running behind because I had a thought. Yeah, and the thought is very it fucking nice when deep. it's read. It's almost like a poem. I should pretty much just read your post to you on and a then, podcast and we can discuss can we it. just make them into reels mike yeah. reads kaylin's posts uh make it like what is it a masterpiece theater and have it like Cute. sit me in like a bookcase <laughs> and a fireplace bookcases fireplace and i'm in one of those cool chairs that have the thing can we do this i would totally well that's, this is so that's cute. essentially my apartment by the way yeah minus the fireplace yeah but to what you're let's saying here we're like again so let's talk about this relationships don't this whole shouldn't thing, hurt but yeah. they don't need to hurt at the same time they don't need to hurt They shouldn't hurt. They should be, they should feel good. They should feel easy. They should feel connected. And most of the times we're in relationships with people that we're not compatible with and we're trying really hard. And this is such a sticky thing for me because I dealt with it so long. So anytime I sit across from somebody and work with somebody that's struggling in their relationship, I know exactly where they are from my own experience. And my work is to just support them in hearing themselves. Like that's what we have to do. And I think the hardest decision for a lot of these people, including myself, was... Correct. Is to leave? Is is getting unstuck. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because again, there's so many more things. This is not just unsticking you. It's unsticking the decisions you've made for the past 5 or 10, 15 years. It's it's, It's uh, the life that you have. Getting unstuck with this life. You're like, and here's the thing. And that's the thing. It's like. It's it's familiarity. It's an identity. It's Well, there's, there's almost safety in that 
disconnect and there's there's safety psychological safety in being stuck mm-hmm. because then thing we excuses we told ourselves is well hey i'd rather be unhappy it's better than nothing i'd rather be unhappy here mm-hmm. than unhappy with no one or like take this risk and then and, what if something is way worse and i think that's the brain by the way uh, yeah not, that's that's not your that, soul <laughs> and that's your that's your brain lying to you it's trying to hundred percent because we all for everybody that's gone through any of these type of situations, first of all, first off, the only way is through. Mm-hmm. There is so much to be gained from making that decision mm-hmm. and struggling because of that decision. Mm-hmm. You come out, not that I'm saying I want everybody to go get divorced, but I'm saying like... But that's what you're saying. Oh, that's okay. what I'm saying. <laughs> but like, if you're at that point where you know you're stuck and you know you want to leave, but you just can't, that's when you should go, but I'm like, but I'm. Or if you aren't sure, what I'm alluding to basically is by struggling there, you rely on yourself, and you gain so much strength and perception into who you are, and you re- you come out of this realizing that you can handle anything. Yep. You come out, so like when I when I say. The best thing that's ever happened to me, mm-hmm. hy- hyperbolic, mm-hmm. is getting this divorce is because I became, I really blossom into the man I am today mm-hmm. and to the dad I am, to the friend I am, to the partner and fiance For that me. I am yeah. because I chose myself. Mm-hmm. I chose my happiness. Mm-hmm. I chose my kids mm-hmm. over being stuck in a relationship that was doomed for failure. Mm-hmm. And I would tell you right now, my ex would say the same goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. And I want, like, I, like, I'm assuming, but I'm going to say, like, I want her to be happy. Mm-hmm. Because, like, she's the mother of my kids. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, that's always going to be there. But who the fuck am I? Like, why would I, like, I would tell my friends to go. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're being treated like shit. Get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. Why can't we say that to ourselves? Yeah. Pride, ego, lying, fear. the brain, fear. Like fear, fear is always going to come up for like good-hearted people. Yeah, and a lot of that fear is probably guilt and shame. Oh, you got a divorce? Oh, let's get let's let's hit you up with some traditional, with some traditions and some peer pressure from dead relatives. Oh, hey, we're Catholics. We don't get divorced. Yeah, but also, um, you know, to speak to which we've probably already done on here before, but to like. The, the female wounding of insecurity, which is that I can't do this by myself. We don't necessarily think those ways, but we kind of do think those ways. Once you, like anytime I get to the bottom of a fear with a client, um, with anybody, it's going to be that you're going to lose everything. That's always going to be the fear. But like in the feminine, it's like, if I'm on my own, I'm unsafe. If I do this by myself, um, I'm not safe. Something bad's going to happen and I have to overcompensate or... I have to do or know something that I can't possibly do or know in order to be successful in my life. Which is so weird because I see single moms, Mm -hmm. single professional women Mm -hmm. as like badass, powerhouse, confident fucking women. They're superhuman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like they're only like, it's the whole thing of like, I used to get really weird about like single moms wishing themselves a happy Father's Day. You did? Yeah, I was kind of like I always had a like a weird thing. I'm like, because I'm a dad, but I'm an involved dad. 
I always told my mom happy, like when we had happy, when there was Father's Day, I would yeah. always. And I always had a real, I had a, I had a thing about it for a while. I'm, I've evolved. Mm-hmm. But, and I, re, and I, because I started realizing, I'm like, you know what, like, like my friend Nicole, mm-hmm. we, you know, like she's a fucking powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And she's co-parenting now, but she's raising the kids. Mm-hmm. And she's working her ass off. Mm-hmm. And she takes care of herself. Mm-hmm. And she maintains friendships and everything else. Mm-hmm. And you see, like, like, if there's any pe- like any group of people that society should look up to mm-hmm. is, like, single mothers, single professional women. Mm-hmm. It's like, society tells us we're supposed to get married. So society tells us we're supposed to stay married mm-hmm. because we need men to do the other shit. And, like, that woman that realizes or that just says, A, that's bullshit, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take care of myself because I deserve it. And I'm going to take care of my kids because they deserve it. And dipshit, idiot, ex-husband, or baby daddy, or society can go fuck off mm-hmm. because I can do this bigger, better, better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's like... it. Well, but I do want to... Yes... Agreed, affirmed, true, um, but oftentimes too, that's really coming from an overload on their nervous system. Oh, we're, yeah, we're not saying these people are not exhausted. No, and it's it's really unsafe. I think there just needs to be a lot more support in general around all these things, mm-hmm. um, because they do have to wind up doing it all. So if you if like for me, if I work with women and we get to the bottom of the fear, um, like I said, for everybody, the fear will tend to be like I'm going to lose everything mm-hmm. and I'm going to fall apart and I'm going to die. Like it, it always comes to that. But it's been so curious like I literally I think we talked about it on here before, but I literally had one cuz you know I just fucking study the shit out of people. I yeah. work with so many fucking people so deeply. And when you allow like I'm going to put a reel up about this soon about fear and I did that my other podcast on soul of a whole about fear. Mm-hmm. When you get to the bottom of it, if your brain even lets you see it, this lady literally client literally told me well, if this happens and that happens, this happens and that happens, every fall thing, everything falls apart. Now I'm living on the street eating cat food. It literally came out of her mouth, and she meant it. So no pun intended, but it sounds very catastrophic. Oh my god, you're so funny. Well, it, well, it gets catastrophized. But, but but like that is like that is our fear, mm-hmm. and I've worked with nervous systems of multitude of genders and things when I work on the energetic level and the nervous system level. Um, and you can feel it. It's palpable, like a lack of security, uh, fear of failure, um, feeling disempowered and all of these I'm pointing at one of the reasons why we may stay in things that keep us stuck, which we could also say like, you know, you were in a relationship that wasn't very good. You stayed in it, you know, your fears might've looked a little different. Like, did you think, oh, I'm going to wind up on the street eating cat food and everything's going to be, I'm going to be destitute and, you know, living in a halfway home or like, what the fuck ever. Yeah, you know? th- those, those weren't my fears. Right. Your nervous system wasn't activated in that same in way. In that way, it was activated in I feel in like it's way. ancestral. I feel like it's ancient. And Well, I think it's like, what, two generations ago, what, the 1970s was when women were actually allowed to have bank accounts in their own fucking name and own, pro- exactly. like, own property, even fucking vote. Like, we're literally changing this in real time, which then yeah. I hope gives whoever's listening, especially if they identify with that, like... 
validation and that like this started a long time ago, but also it's ending with you. And that's why it's so hard is because it's ending with you. They're ending generational bullshit. I mean, we're going from the family and society and culture for thousands of years. Like how long have, have women been afraid for their safety? And that's, so that's why obviously I say like single women or single mothers, but like an inspired woman Mm -hmm. in general, like that's a fucking powerhouse. Oh yeah. She fucks shit up. So, and that's the thing. So like, I, I think there's this untapped, when was when women tap into this that ins, and that inspired whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. we talk with you. We call you Kali or a phoenix mm-hmm. or like this internal power that's mm-hmm. always been there, but you've been able to yeah, that's the truth. Man. Tap women into it so and harness it. Powerful, yeah. And like again, I want women, and I don't know if we've ever said I've ever said this to you, but like you should be the woman, be the women, be the woman. That people would want to burn at the stake. Mm-hmm. That's what she should be. That's the inspired woman. That's the woman that doesn't need Give a man. Yeah. That doesn't need a partner. That doesn't need anything. But they get to have what they want. Mm-hmm. Not what they need. What they want. I want to have a partner. Okay, cool. You're going to get one. Mm-hmm. Not that you need one for security. You're secure on your own. Mm-hmm. Type of deal. Um, like, that's what I want for my daughters. That's what I've been instilling in my daughters. Not that like, hey, you don't need a man. I'm saying like... You're going to bust your ass and because you're going to do everything because it's you. Mm-hmm. You don't need anybody to like. What do you mean you're going to bust your ass? Let me, let me analyze this a little bit. Like I'm raising fierce daughters. Mm-hmm. Like my goal is to A, prepare them for sexist bullshit society that's yeah. very patriarchal you know, mm-hmm. and very misogynistic. But at the same time, I'm telling them how to fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. And like, so today, you know, my oldest is like, hey, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to start wrestling. Mm-hmm. Which, dear God. Because mm-hmm. um, she's petite. Yeah. But I'm like, hey. <laughs> Kaylin's, Kaylin's a, Kaylin's a fit, I literally say Kaylin's a fit chick. Mm-hmm. But like, like you take care of yourself. Like you are an inspired, independent woman. Mm-hmm. And despite of all your common sense, you're still going to get married to me, which is great. So I, I thank you for that one. Just, oh. just happy to be here, Bob. Am I going to like have to rewind back to that? I mean, like, that's the day Mike told me the truth. <laughs> He's duping me. Um, but like in that sense, I'm like, hey, like talk to Kaylin. She's going to be able to instruct you as someone who takes care of herself mm-hmm. mentally, physically, and with advice on how to work out. She was like, hey, can we go to the gym? Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's right. She's what well, she's such a queen. So it's like she see again, like that it's the queen energy, it's that type yeah. of shit that I'm trying to install in my kids. Mm. And the best thing is, I technically don't even need to teach them. Mm-mm. I just get to have them be around you. Oh, interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. And again, like I totally lucked out, but the thing is like I've got this partner that can like my kids can like my girls completely love you and they look up to you and I didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. They saw You manifested that baby. Good well, job. Yeah, but they saw you. They saw your energy. They felt your energy. They felt safe around you. Mm-hmm. Like they're randomly just giving you hugs now. Mm-hmm. Like they text you more than they text me. No. Which no. is well they do text it's you, which is funny. Yeah. But like, well, so what I'm the point I'm trying to say here is that Well, you were talking about like being fierce. Correct. So we're ra- like I'm raising young women that can look at these what was the word I used this the inspired woman mm-hmm. they can look at these inspired women and 
know that's what they want to be and they realize they don't need anything except themselves and some drive and And the belief in themselves yeah and so like having again having you just for me Mm -hmm. selfishly like you've changed so many things about how i approach life and how i experience life and like again we first met i'm like i'm never fucking getting married same right well i was like i'm never dating you know and then one of my things was like i want a partner that's like, not raising my girls, but that can inspire my girls, that can support my girls as as a strong feminine source of energy, which mm-hmm. they may not always have right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, in their life. Uh-huh. So, like, they have you in that sense. Because mm-hmm. you're not, like, we're not calling you a stepmom, because that's no fucking... I'm not way. a mom. You're not, well, you're not, I'm a, not, you're not a stepmom. So, yeah, that's the There's thing. no like, momming here. Yeah. But basically what I'm saying is you're an inspired woman, and they get to see that and see what inspired women do, how they affect the world around mm-hmm. them, how the world around them perceives them and treats them, mm-hmm. and that's something that they get to constantly be around. Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. So, circling all the way back around. Men shouldn't feel feelings. Stop being a sissy bitch. Just kidding. So gay, man. <laughs> um, like this, this weird, it's changing, clearly, but society has this thing where, like, again, men can't show emotions. I don't even think it's that. They just don't teach men how to show emotions. Or how to work with it. So when you have male clients, you know, mm-hmm. you've told me, like, hey, like, they're thinking and feeling and breathing creatures. Mm-hmm. And they just never really had this... Outlet. When I talk to men, when I have you know, coaching clients or just friends talk, all this stuff is there. It just has to be like almost, doesn't have to get drug out. There's a difference there. But like men actually want to talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. They want to feel things, but they want to understand how they feel though too. Mm-hmm. And my generation is changing it. I'm mm-hmm. a I'm a Oregon Trail generation. I'm between Generation X and Millennials. So there's like that four-year gap. You're in that too, by the way. Am I? Yeah. We're called the Oregon Trail Generation. So, like, we still know all the old school stuff, mm-hmm. but we know how to use the new school stuff, but we mm-hmm. don't know how to use the new school stuff. We're very in-betweeners. Yeah, we're total in-betweeners. We're the pivoters. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's this weird dynamic of, like, men not being They're able to... You. Oh, speaking of, um, men not be able to, like, express themselves, mm-hmm. and they use the excuse of, I'm a stoic, and I'm logical, when they just don't know how to and they don't want to admit that they don't know how to they're afraid to and that's the end of that episode yeah cool because mike's gonna get on the phone with his daughter bye bye